Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Fans of Coronation Street will have been absolutely enthralled by the serial killings of Stephen Reed. Uh, well, since Stephen's been bumped off, quite literally, by Peter Barlow's car, um, Todd Boyce, actor, has uh, moved down to Derby and is starring in Mother Goose at Derby Arena. Uh, I'm very pleased to say Todd is here with me. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Great to see you, Kevin. I'm terrific, thank you. And it's nice for you to pull me out of rehearsals for a little bit and give me a little bit of a rest because it's been quite intense, but it's been great fun. I'm glad you enjoy. And the Derby Air seems to be doing wonders for you as well. So you're looking a lot uh, better than what we last saw you on TV. Yes, uh, I was a bit bloodied, wasn't I? And a bit bruised. Yes. A bit worse for wear before they zipped up the body bag. Well, Stephen was anyway. Todd is looking absolutely fantastic. Yes, so. exactly. No, no Todd voices were harmed in the filming of, of Stephen Reed's demise. That's marvellous. Sure. That's, that's always good to know. So now, I mean, Todd, uh, you go back to 1996 with Coronation Street. So uh, uh, when you rejoined uh, Coronation Street, did they tell you at that time sort of what the full story was? Did, did you know how you were going to end up? They did. You know, it was my third um, appearance. It was 1996, then it was 2007, and then this last one. And uh, kindly, the, um, Ian McLeod uh, got me on a Zoom call, and uh, it was about three months before I started filming, and I think he just did me the courtesy of informing me that I was going to be bumping off other characters. <laughs> that as an actor must be be great though, um, because it's a nice meaty role, isn't it? It really is. You know, I, I, it was it was just um, it was a gift. Really, really was a gift. And I I, I broke all records for the the amount of um, episodes uh, in in a single year, which is which. It, Believe me, it felt like it at the time because I, I, I think they realized that I could learn lines quite quickly and then um, they just kept giving me more and more. I think they were trying to break me. <laughs> but uh, no, it was great. It was great fun. It was great fun. It was just because I knew it was finite. It was always going to be about a year and a half. I could really throw myself in and not feel like, oh my God, is there going to be light at the end of the, t- the tunnel? And so, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I really loved it. But they did tell me I would be a murderer. I think they were sounding me out. And when he told me that, you know, I, I think the blood drained from my face. I thought, oh, this is heavy. I'm going to be a murderer. And then I thought, oh, this is good. I'm going to be the villain. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Let's have um, yet another serial killer on the show as well, because uh, in the past we've had Gray O'Brien, who played Tony, of course. Yes. Uh, Brian Kaplan, who played Richard Hillman. Yes. Uh, and uh, your, your serial killer predecessor, uh, Connor. Connor, uh, of course. Connor. He was in Panto in Nottingham a couple of years ago. Yeah, so. I, I gather Connor... Uh, has has done does panto uh, quite regularly now, doesn't he? I mean, he? I'm such a fan of his, and just to even imagine filling his shoes was such an honor. I mean, I, I certainly didn't try to, you know, impersonate or, or, or do anything like Connor was doing. But I really, I'm such a fan of his, and I just, I, I was pinching myself, thinking, wow, I, I, I'm really, I'm his, I'm his, I'm the the one after after yeah. after, after after Pat Phelan. It was a great honor. And, and a, a great exit and, and just a whole a really good storyline as well for, uh, for Stephen it was wasn't it it yeah. was just it was it was a lot of it was you know when I when I um, when I sort of shoved the uh, the roof box uh, with Teddy's body into the canal I was sort of like Norman Bates it had a uh, sort of <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock feel about it yeah uh, when he pushes pushes the car into the pond and um, there was something quite about this this super soap week, my my parting week. It was really um, 
thriller-esque. You know, they really yeah. went for the thriller. Uh, and, and it was like it was like a kind of a Hollywood film in that sense. Um, but, you know, the Super Soap Weeks are normally involved train wrecks or plane crashes or all manner of yeah. huge things. And this one, for a change, really just relied on the actors and it relied on the plats being so wonderfully funny and at the right times. And it just required everyone to just act well or as act as well as they could. Mm. And so it was nice not to be upstaged by by pyrotechnics. And, and yeah. it was just nice for everyone to just have to deal with their circumstances and do, do it as best they, they could. Now, Coronation Street's not the first soap uh, that you've been involved with. 1980, you were over in Australia because uh, uh, I, I believe you were brought up in Ohio. Do you know, uh, I was born in Ohio. I lived there for one month and then my father uh, had... His very first job was sort of corporate sales in Manhattan. It was very, very much like like Mad Men. I mean, he'd arrive home and wearing those hats and those wingtip shoes. And uh, it was 1960 to 1966. I lived um, in upstate New York, and my father would go into Manhattan every day and sort of go up and down skyscrapers selling selling uh, sort of. Uh, film, x-ray film for DuPont and contracts and so forth. And then we went to Germany for three years and back to Chicago for four, Brazil for four. And then when I was 16, uh, just turned 16, I moved to Sydney, Australia. Yeah, finished school, did a soap straight out of school. I was finishing my high school exams and I, I auditioned and I got it. So I remained in my school uniform for a year, as many do in soap, don't they? Yeah. You know, young actors, <laughs> oh no, I've still got to stay in that, that, that uniform. Uh, and, and when that year was drawn to a close, I, then I uh, auditioned for the National Institute of Dramatic Arts. So that's, that's when I went to drama school and, and oh. promptly took, took the soap off my CV when I got out. It wasn't very, it wasn't very um, desirable to have been involved in soaps at, at, at that time. And now they're so prestigious. And I've certainly put that first soap back on my CV because I realized it taught me so much. It was just a, a great training ground. The restless years, that the was. The restless years, yeah, well researched, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, to, while we're still in Australia, uh, of course, you were in The Delinquents as well, opposite I, Kylie Minogue. Was it wonderful Kylie Minogue, yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm, 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 I'm singing as Demon Vanity in, in, here at Derby Arena in Mother Goose. I'm singing a Kylie song. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, there's plenty, to, there's plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty to choose from, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's, that's terrific. Kylie and I, ooh, probably going back now 20 years ago, did a, with Greta Scacchi, who I also yes. worked with, did a, did a, um, a sort of a workshop of a play together at the Soho Theatre. So that's the last, the last I saw. Oh, I saw her in Manchester, Manchester. Arena, she did a concert probably about 16 years ago, and I went backstage and congratulated her on being amazing. But it is it is lovely to see her, and when we see each other, it's just like just like catching up with an old friend. It's it's so great to know her, and I'm so in awe of her, and just for her to have a number one album, you know, at at at, at 52 is she now? Yeah, and just just like just, yeah. just just does it so well, and she just gets better and better, doesn't she? What, what's your? I, I know that uh, you've got a baritone singing voice. So, what, what's um, the singing like in in Mother Goose for you, anyway? Well, for me, um, do you know it's 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 I, I'm I'm surrounded by musical theatre um, actors, and I, I, I that that I am not. So we sort of did our first musical 
rehearsal, sort of sitting around with our wonderful musical director, Andy. And um, the, uh, the, the, the actor next to me belted out a number, and I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> I think I might be in over my head here. But no, it's, it's good. I, I, I love singing, but I think, I've, I think I need a little bit more time than they do to kind of get, all the, get it all together, and I'm sure I'm sure I'll have my notes, you know, in the right order by the time we open. I'm, I'm sure you will as well. So, and with Panto, of course, there's all, apart from the singing, there's also the dancing. How are you doing with the dancing? There is. Do you know, I've not been put through any dancing paces yet. I'm kind of hiding from the choreographer. <laughs> I hope he just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't discover where I'm hiding and he doesn't pull me into the rehearsal room and doesn't make me dance. But I'm sure that's going to be <laughs> unavoidable. No, I'm, I'm sure it will. We want to see you singing and dancing as well. So yeah, of course. Tell us a little course. bit about Demon Vanity. Demon Vanity, as the name suggests, is very vain. Um, it's, I mean, Morgan Brind, uh, our dame who wrote the, the script, who's an, uh, an extraordinary dame and designed, my God, my clothes, the set, the whole show. He's such a talent, such a talent. I'm in awe of him. I feel like a slouch when I'm in a room with him. <laughs> he's incredible. Um, he's written Demon Vanity. I, I, I only got the script uh, the night before rehearsals because there was a mix-up in, the, in where, where, where it was sent to. And in truth, I, I didn't have a lot of time in the week uh, leading up to rehearsals to, to actually study the script anyway. But I got the script and, and I read it on Sunday night and I just knew exactly what to do with it. I mean, it's just because it's so well written. He's, he's, he's quite bonkers, Demon Vanity. <laughs> and he's ruthless and he's um, cutting and he uh, gives a lot of withering kind of, you know, looks to people who are beneath him. I think he offers his hand at one point to be kissed by someone. So he's... He's a bit up himself, but he's a lot of fun. A little bit like um, Stephen Reed, then. <laughs> Not unlike at all, exactly. Yes, exactly. I mean, who else would think of killing somebody with a piece of office stage? Well, with a piece yeah, of office stage. That's a bit bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. So. Putting them in a roof box. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So, um, is this the first panto? That it is. Doing? It really oh. is. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad to report... Um, a musical director said, so, so you've done these before, have you? And I said, oh my God, I haven't. He said, well, you're making my life very easy. And I thought, oh, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. Um, I've seen loads of pantomimes and, and I, 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 I love them. I've seen them uh, at, at, the, at the old Vic in Wimbledon, which is near me in London. I've seen them uh, almost every year. And I've seen them, for some reason, I've seen a couple in Southampton. I don't quite know why. Oh, I was living in, in Bournemouth at the time and had some friends in a show in Southampton. So yeah, so thankfully, I, I, know, I know how they go and I love attending them. So it's just going to be amazing to be on the other side looking out over the audience. Panto's not that big in America. Um, I don't it? think they even know oh. what it means. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, they don't get it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you ought to go back over there and just tell them how great it yes, is. Yes, exactly. Is. Although so. I, I, I can tell you my family's very excited that I'm doing a pantomime, even though you know, they've had to figure out quite what it is. I think some of the photographs of the, of the costumes, I'll send them and the, 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 they'll get the idea and they'll be even more excited for me. Talking of costumes, uh, what's your costume like? 
goodness, it, I just had it on uh, for a spot, a little television spot. My goodness, I mean, Morgan, again, Morgan Brin designed this uh, costume. I think he takes a lot of time to source the fabrics. Um, the fabrics, there's a peacock uh, motif on one of the, it's a lot of silk, a lot of red. It's fiery and it's so, oh so dramatic. And I've even got a red demon's tail. <laughs> For a proper little devil. A proper little, little devil, devil yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Panto, from uh, an audience point of view, is absolutely great fun. It's hard work for those on stage, though, isn't it? Yes, I, 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 I gather. I mean, we don't have any three-show days, and I hear they exist. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, You're looking yeah. very pleased about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting a wonderful look <laughs> from, uh, uh, from, yes, and, and from someone who's experienced <laughs> the three show days um, uh, probably many, many, many times. So that's a, that's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, as I say, it takes a lot of energy and uh, just lots of everything, really, with, with Panto. Talking of energy, you're quite, a, you're quite a sporty person away from the stage, aren't you? Because yeah. I know that you, do, uh, you play tennis yeah. uh, and horse riding as, as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I do. You know, I, I grew up not far from a, a horse stables and I just, I just kept hanging around uh, because that's where I wanted to be. Um, in all my spare time and then they finally let me you know I would I would groom the horses and then they finally uh, let me exercise horses under supervision and they let me take people lead people on you know there were long trail rides through woods where where this stables was then I started jumping horses and I used to enter uh, in my teens um, in in uh, sort of show jumping junior show jumping um, so it it was not only pleasurable, but it, it was such a string to my bow through my mm. acting uh, career because I've, I've ridden horses in at least, oh God, six or seven, you know, films and, mm. and televisions. Um, and I, it's just, 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 just great to just jump on a horse and say, yeah, I can certainly do this and I can hit my mark on a horse and I can jump over a creek and all. Yeah, so it's, it's been a great, it's, it's been a great thing to, to have. I know that uh, quite a few actors who I've spoken to when they've said that they're going for films and television things, you know, he says something like, can you ride a horse? And they say yes, and they can't. Yes. At least you can say, yes, I can. And, and be able to deliver. That's it. A casting, well. director, a casting director famously took a, a band of actors who were auditioning for something, gosh, I think it was in the 70s, all of them on a Saturday morning down to... Hyde Park lined them up on their horses and uh, they had all these people and they smacked the horses' bottoms and the horses took off and everyone who <laughs> held on were more likely to get the part than the ones who just rolled off the back <laughs> of the horse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. One other thing that uh, I know that uh, you can do as well is ice skating. Yes, I can. Yeah. So with uh, programs like Dancing on Ice and uh, something like that, would that be something that you'd be up for? I, you know, I, 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 I certainly have a good think about it, yeah. With, with that sort of thing, um, I mean, obviously, then you can say, "Yes, I, I, I can do ice skating, so I'd be good at that." Is there any other of those sort of television programs that maybe you might consider? Like, I mean, I'm a celebrity on at the moment, and yeah, it is. Dancing, so it I, is. Um, I will eat almost anything, so that would set me up as a good, <laughs> a good candidate. <laughs> but uh, and I did live in Australia, and yeah, spiders, yeah. spiders don't freak me out, so. Yeah, maybe I should call my agent. Exactly. Yeah. So if you could do it for next year. <laughs> yes, sir. There was talk about it a couple of years ago coming to Derby and doing Arm Celebrity and get me out of here in Derby, but uh, well, so, yeah, you, know, exactly. you missed out on that. So, uh, so that, that's a shame. So, 
Um, after this panther, then, yeah. um, you are going on tour with a, a play called Sleuth. I am. So I tell am. us a little bit about that. Well, do you know that the wonderful Bill Kenwright, who passed away just recently, um, I had done a play, I'd, I'd done a production of The Exorcist at Birmingham Rep, and then we took it down to the Phoenix Theatre in London for, for a nice run. Um, and so I knew Bill and, I, and Jenny Seagrove uh, well by the, by the end of all that, or, or, or as well as an actor might know a producer. It was just lovely and so kind and always supportive of the actors and, and um, generous and a lovely man. And I was just winding up a, a conversation with my agent about three months before Corey was about to end. And I said, listen, give Bill Kenwright a a bell and just just ask him if there's anything interesting around and Bill came back immediately with this with this email saying oh we got so excited uh, about when we saw what was about to happen for Todd with the villain because Bill never missed an episode of Corey because he was famously in it wasn't he yes Betty it was Drivers, yeah. Betty exactly yeah son I gather he sent her her uh, bouquet of flowers every Mother's Day Betty Driver oh bless um, so so he offered me uh, which was wonderful he said he'd, he'd worked with Brian Cap and he'd, he'd worked with most of the villains over the years um, and, and put them on stage, which I didn't know about. But anyway, he offered me a beautiful uh, murder mystery at Windsor Theatre, but I couldn't do it. It, it was too kind of risky uh, to release me from Corey and go straight into that. Um, as it happened, I, I caught COVID, so I was, tw I was about 12 days you know, yeah. late in my yeah. exit from, as an actor from that job. So... Glad they didn't put me in that. And then he said, scrap that. Let's, would you like to do Sleuth? And I mean, I just bit his arm off. I, 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 the Olivier part in Sleuth is just such a wonderful part. It's a, it's a, it's a, wonderful, it's a wonderful play for both, for both Milo uh, and Andrew Wyke. Neil McDermott is playing Milo of, of EastEnders fame. And uh, so I'm just over the moon. I start rehearsals actually one week after I finish uh, here. Um, finish here New Year's Eve and then on the 8th of January we start rehearsing in London and it's rather a short re rehearsal period I mean it's about three and a half weeks and then we open in Windsor and then we do a number one tour and I'll be busy with that till the end of end of June so you don't get much chance from finishing here not at to, all yeah, yeah. you're not off on a holiday or anything no, to, uh, yeah. you know, to recover it's yeah. straight back it's into straight the theatre again in. and you know I had some time off after I finished with, with Corrie and like I say I was delayed leaving because I, a few people came down with, with uh, coronavirus so um, I really didn't have a lot of time to kind of I thought I was going to you know, sit on a sunny beach but I, I went back to America and, and, and had a wonderful kind of very relaxed week just hanging out with my wonderful mother and uh, there were so many press commitments because of the, the exit and the storyline yeah. was big yeah. so I was back and forth to Manchester even though I'd kind of left doing doing all sorts of things so yeah I think once we open here I, I better get my nose in, in the script of, you know, of, of Sleuth to kind of learn those lines because Kevin, it's like opening a novel. It's mm. just black. It's just ink. You know, there's just it's it is <laughs> dense. So it's quite a learn. So I'm going to be. It's going to be a, quite a challenge. Yeah. Hopefully that will come around the area and then we can come and see you. Uh, yeah, uh, in yes, that, absolutely. Uh, well. Yeah. Look, look out for Sleuth, the Bill Kenwright's uh, production of Sleuth. Brilliant stuff. Now then, we've mentioned Morgan, of course, uh, in, yes. in the Panto. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, some of the other characters, because I know Christian. I know Christian Cunningham. Oh, do you? Uh, I've known him for oh, many years. Do you? Uh, and he's a lovely, lovely Isn't boy. He? great choreographer he's... as well. Sorry, so, he's a great choreographer oh, as well. He's 
I mean, what a talent he is. And he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of knows the ropes around here and he's just kind of looking after me. We were heading off. He was heading off for lunch with a, with a couple of the others and he just said, now, Todd, have you got something to eat? I mean, he's just so oh, kind. A, he's know? a lovely bloke. So, yeah, isn't he? So, yeah, he's, he's, he's terrific. There's, um, yeah, there's, there's just, there's such a, an assortment of, of, of great characters. There's the Baron, um, who's, who's, who's great fun. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the, the usual lineup of, of nice various characters. Best way to see who's in is to come down and see. Well, him. that's that's isn't right, it? isn't it? Yeah, that's so. right. And while you're here, um, who's looking after the cats? Ah, oh, bless you. Do you know um, there's a chap who's comes in. He's a veterinary nurse because we're both traveling at the moment. So he comes in, and I think he has quite a holiday. I think he lives at home. He's a veterinary nurse who's studying to be a, a, a vet, and he and his girlfriend just come in and just kind of. I think they have a honeymoon, really. <laughs> the time they're like the cats, yeah, and, they're, and there could be there could be no better, no better better person to look after two cats than a, than a veterinary nurse. So I Definitely think they, I think they have a, they think they enjoy a change of a change of pace as well. Oh, yeah. brilliant! So, and thank you for what, asking. Oh, not a problem. It's I've, a got, I've got a cat myself. It's a very important I'm, question because I said, yeah, you spend someone's got to look after oh, the cat while, yeah, while exactly. you're away. Right, exactly. And you know, we we got them. Just before I did, I was offered Coronation Street. So I, 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 and I didn't get back from Manchester as much as I thought I might, you know, because the trains were unreliable. And then I, it was a quick drive if I was finishing, which I did often late Friday and, and start back early Monday. So, yeah. so yeah, they, they, they but they, they're, they're extremely welcoming and they just, I walk in and it's like I never left. So, you know. Because cats, unlike dogs, um, I mean, dogs all sort of, they'll run up to you and yeah. sort of, they go crazy for that. Yeah. So I've got a dog as well as a cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but cats, they, they just sort of look at you all sort of pompous. You can get punished they? for being awake. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the cold yeah. shoulder. They yeah. have that evil eye, the yeah, cats, yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah. when they want well, these, to, but they're gorgeous. These are amazingly, you know, forgiving. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> oh. With uh, with Panto, um, what about Christmas? I mean, are you going home for Christmas, or are you staying in Derby for Christmas? Do you Christmas? know I'm just going to stay here? It's just such a quick turnaround mm. um, that I'm just going to. Yeah, this is kind of the Christmas that that will happen uh, around the Panto, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I really love being in Derby. It's such a great, it's a great, great place to be. You know, I'm looking forward to getting out of. Getting out into the well, it's not very far drive out of town, is it? And just finding some yeah. nice pubs and yeah. Really oh, it's plenty of those. Yeah, plenty, plenty of those. those. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm sure you'd be really well looked after. Oh, um, lovely. Anyway, knowing people, the people have of Derby. Been, people have been amazing. They just there's so much recognition. It must be a you know a huge Cory audience because uh, yeah, I've, I've I've had loads and loads of selfies and people approaching me very kindly and being very welcoming. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good soap villain? Well, I guess. Uh, but yeah. you know, there's a formula, Kevin, because when I when I started, Ian McLeod and his wife, Verity, you know, who's a sister producer, said, I said, my God, I looked online and it's, you know, hateful. And they said, oh, don't do that. <laughs> and I, I mean, I've, I've got a very thick skin. So they said, listen, there's a formula. They, they, they loathe and detest the villain. They, 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 they blame the actor. They don't like the actor. And then it bubbles along, and a lot of the audience come over to the mm-hmm. villain, and then they 
get a whiff that you might be leaving, and then they really start to yeah. like the villain, and then they you take the villain away, they go, well, well, we didn't we didn't mean, <laughs> and, they're, and they're bereft, and then they really you know, so so it's interesting, and and I saw that in real time, I saw exactly how that how that worked out. Yeah. But it's a tribute to the actor, though, if they hate the person they see on stage, That's the uh, on, on television and on stage. Well. That's the truth, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Shows you're doing your doing job the job, well. doing the job exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, Mother Goose is at Derby Arena. It, started, well, it starts Friday, Friday the 8th of December, uh, all the way through to Sunday the 31st of December. Uh, come along, see Todd um, as Demon Vanity, uh, Morgan Brind, and everyone else, Christian, they're all in there as well. Just before we let you go, um, music, what do you listen to? Um, what, what's your favourite type of music? Just so we can play you a track on the radio. Do you know, um, driving back and forth from Manchester to London, I started, I, I kind of rediscovered Fleetwood Mac, who I've always loved so much. And there's just something timeless about about Fleetwood Mac. And, um, and, and also, I just, I just, you can never give me enough George Michael, ever. So that's kind of that's kind of in my car at the moment. Brilliant. Well, we'll get a couple of those songs on for you, Todd. It's been absolutely lovely to meet oh, you. Lovely uh, to meet not you. Not at all like Stephen Reed. <laughs> no. Well, we'll start you alive. So that's one good thing yeah. to say. Kevin, great to meet you. Oh, Thank, you thanks for coming and having a talk. And break more legs for oh, the and you. sleuth as well for next oh, year. Thanks so well. much. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. Bye bye. Bye bye. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you. Thank you.